ஓகே குட் ஈவினிங் குட் ஆஃப்டர்நூன் எவ்ரிபடி தேங்க்யூ ஸோ மச் கம்மிங் டு மை ஃபர்ஸ்ட் இன்சைட் டைம் லைவ் மெடிடேஷன் ஓ டாக் தர்ம டாக் கிளாஸ் திஸ் இஸ் த ஃபர்ஸ்ட் டைம் ஐ எம் டூயிங் இட் ஸோ ஐ டோன்ட் நோ தட் மச் டெக்னாலஜி ஐ வில் ஃபிகர் இட் அவுட் இஃப் தேர் இஸ் எனிங் கோயிங் ராங் லில் பிட் அபவுட் மீ ஐ வாஸ் போர்ன் அண்ட் ரேஸ் இன் ஸ்ரீலங்கா um age 10 i left home and age 11 i became a buddhist monk now almost uh, 40 years i am practicing as a monk um now i am living in the united state uh, many years and sharing my dharma and teaching meditation all over the world and so again thank you so much uh, for join uh, with me before we start uh, we are going to do a short a uh, few minute uh, guided loving kindness meditation please find a comfortable posture keep your back straight as much as you can gently close your eyes take few deep long breaths and relax your whole body from the top of your head to the tips of your toes observe all of the different parts of your body individually and see if they relaxed free of tension or strain anywhere you find tension or strain concentrate your mind on that area and allow it to release and relax experience relaxation and peace feel harmony with your body feel close to yourself now send your loving thoughts towards yourself thinking i am well i am happy i am peaceful I am well I am happy I am peaceful Understand the meaning of each word clearly and deeply then repeat it to yourself I am well I am happy I am peaceful Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. People are celebrating love, different kind of love in the world. Valentine's Day love is so commercialized now. Practicing self-love, kindness and compassion towards ourselves. less change the perspective about this commercialized valentines day love to deep true awareness i am well i am happy i am peaceful If you know how to love yourself it is much easier for you to love others in this moment understand power of self love self caring 
In the beginning of our practice, we use these three words as a mantra. When you use these three words, we are setting our intention for our practice. When you are keep repeating these three words, our intention become an action. I am well. I am happy. I am peaceful. Having loving motivation towards yourself, now send your loving thoughts towards whole world. May all living beings be well, be happy, be peaceful. May no harm come to them, may no difficulties come to them. May they always find spiritual success. Right now, there are lots of pain in this world, lots of fear, anxiety because of the COVID. Even creating this loving thoughts toward the world, it will affect so many thousands of people around the globe. May they be well, may they be happy, May they be peaceful. Now observe your mind, observe your body, your body is relaxed, your mind is calm, tranquil and peaceful. Make a strong determination to practice this loving-kindness meditation every day, regularly, with diligence and patience. Understand how important this meditation practice Keep yourself well, happy, peaceful and balanced. May peace be with you. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. Thank you very much. Please open your eyes. As I said, um, this is my first time live on ins um, Inside Timer. So I had to follow the, all the guidelines um, they have given to me. Uh, first thing, um, they asked me to uh, promote, to donate. If you are interested to donate, uh, please donate where you can. It doesn't matter how much. It's always matter is coming from your heart. And especially today class, all the donation going to uh, for my charities, uh, especially for the mothers and the babies. Last um, 22 years, I donated incubators for premature babies and help mothers. And so if you are making any donation, all the proceeds go to the mothers and the babies in Sri Lanka. Um, so I'm always believing mothers are very powerful human beings in the world because of them. We bring peace and love and compassion to the world. Uh, please consider for your donation. I'm so grateful for that. So first, um, I know maybe you are practicing meditation every day, regular basis. Um, sometime you don't. Maybe this is your first time you are doing it. Uh, it doesn't matter. If you are experienced meditation practitioner or you are beginner for meditation, it doesn't matter. 
just with open mind and open heart, just listen to uh, this wisdom. Uh, so then you can learn something for your spiritual journey. The word meditation is one of the most popular words in this Western culture now. Uh, before I come to this country, I used to meditate uh, in Sri Lanka, but people are not always talking about it because they have thousands of years. But after I come to this country, everybody is talking about meditation, meditation, meditation. Um, so now I can see uh, meditation is a popular word, popular subject in the society. Same time, so many people are confused with this word meditation. So therefore, I want to explain the word meditation first in a simple way. Um, there is a Sanskrit word uh, in the Eastern cultures. We are using Sanskrit word we call the bhavana. Bhavana, English-speaking countries, they translated this word bhavana as meditation practice. I think if people are translating this word bhavana as meditation, I think it is wrong. But I am going to use this word because it's a popular word for the meditation. Bhavana, it means cultivation of the mind, mental culture, developing the mind. So now you, are, you can see what is true meditation, really develop and cultivating your mind. So there are so many um, meditation techniques here in this country. People try to follow. I think most of the meditation practices people are doing here, um, I'm sorry to say this, uh, I call they are relaxation exercises. So when we are doing meditation, there are two ways we have to understand this. First one is the word relaxation. The second one, the second word is meditation. I'm using the word meditation, okay, but it is cultivation. So what is relaxation? You, you know, if you are having a nap, after that you feel so relaxed. If you are having a nature walk, you feel so relaxed. If you are listening to music, you feel so relaxed. There are so many little things you can do to relax your body and mind. Now think about you are doing yoga. End of the yoga, you are doing savasana. Laying on the yoga mat, you are doing like a, a short meditation. People call this shavasana. So end of the yoga, you feel so comfortable, so relaxed, and you feel enlightened experience. So right after you do yoga, early morning yoga, then you dress up and get into your car, drive into work. Now you are middle of traffic. So still you feel relaxed and comfortable middle of traffic. Sometimes maybe you, you are, but most of people, they are not. What is that means? If you are not experiencing what you are experiencing sitting on the cushion while you are doing meditation in the real world, that is not meditation then. That is called relaxation. Benefit of relaxation is temporary. That moment you feel better. After you go to your real world, you are the same distracted, difficult, <laughs> annoying person. Um, so that is the nature of the relaxation. And also when you are relaxing your body and mind, you, your mind going half away uh, to sleep. It is kind of um, self-hypnotism listen to somebody's voices or music, uh, you are calming your mind and body, temporary basis, but after hour later, you are distracted again. So it is temporary. So then how about meditation? If you are really getting into the meditation, this is very important part. If you can relax your body and mind, if you can experience that, definitely you can meditate. Some people I find in the medita uh, meditation community, meditative community, they cannot relax their body and mind. That means I had to teach double. First I had to teach them how to relax. Then I had to teach them how to meditate. Relaxation and meditation is interconnected. Without relaxing your body and mind, you cannot meditate. So when you are getting to the relaxed mind state, be careful you get attached to that experience. You feel good. Right after you feel good with something, you attach to it. Then there is a fantasy. You are holding that feeling and experience. You will be there. You think that this is your whole world. You are enlightened. But anytime you lose that experience, then what will happen? You feel disappointed. 
So therefore, in the beginning, if you feel enlightened experience, don't attach to it, just be with it. Because of that experience, without entertaining or being in a fantasy, if you can go to the second level, practicing mindfulness or practicing other qualities as a meditation practice, your meditation getting better. So one of my um, long-time students, uh, many, many years ago, he came to me and said, Bhante, I am practicing meditation last 15 years. I said, how wonderful, great. Then he said, no, it is not great. I am so confused. Then I asked, why you are so confused? Bhante, it is so confusing. In our country, there are so many meditation teachers and so many meditation techniques. But I'm a new monk to this country. I didn't have that experience that much. I was so quiet. I didn't give a long answer. I said, okay, let me think about it. So time passed. One day I was driving home after one of my meditation class. On my way, one of my brother monks called me and said, hey, if you are close to the store, could you please go and buy some tea? I said, sure, I'm so used to tea because I'm coming from Sri Lanka, it's a tea island. All over Sri Lanka we have tea. I know tea really well. So then I said, sure, I'll go to the store and I will buy some tea. So first time I went to the store, grocery store, to purchase some tea. I don't know where they are, I asked some help. One man said, go to this aisle, look at your left side, you can buy whatever tea you want. Then I went there, I looking at the aisle, so many uh, thousands of kind of, you know, thousand kind of tea there. So I was so confused. Then I called my brother monk and asked, hey, what kind of tea do you want? Then my brother monk said, what are you talking about? Just tea. Then I realized he also confused. I'm confused middle of the tea aisle. He is confused at home. Then I was thinking my friend about, you know, the meditation who is confused. We all are confused anyway. Then middle of the tea aisle, I was thinking, what I'm going to do now? Anyway, I'm so used to this Western culture now. I grab one tea, I start to read the labels. Then I found very interesting tea. One is good for sleep, another one good for wake up, yogi's tea, calm in the mind, inner peace, tranquility, tension tamer, eliminate stress, you know, Buddha tea, yogi's tea, so many different kind of tea. And also it's funny thing, one day I found, a, you know, the tea in a yoga studio, it's called the pregnancy tea. <laughs> so it is very interesting. So then I was thinking, when I see all different kind of tea, people are of course confused. Of course, when you have weak emotions, uh, when you have weak emotions, business people, they know how to use our weak emotions to sell things. If you are a business owner, don't feel bad at all. That is the way it is. That's how business runs. We have to understand people's emotions, then we have to give the supplies. That's the world. So, but as a buyer, what you are going to do, how you are going to behave, you can do two different ways. One thing you can do, emotionally engage and buy things, and mindfully engage and buy things. So you have to decide, it's totally up to you, how you are going to engage with things. So, that's what happened to meditation in the modern world now, because there are so many gurus, so many monks, so many swamis, teachers, yogis, yoginis, and everybody is teaching meditation, but always something to learn. But my observation, many people doing meditation, most of techniques, they are relaxation exercises. Okay? So, therefore, if you are doing those relaxation exercises, Great, keep doing it, but don't stuck there that, you know, good feeling and don't believe you are done. That means you are not done. You stuck in that place. So that's why you have to have a noble teacher, noble friend to guide you from that point. I hope everybody understand that. So now, as I said, in the beginning, I said meditation is cultivation of your mind. Buddha said meditation means awakened mind. Your mind fully awake to the present moment. That is the meditation. If we have to cultivate our mind, what should we cultivate? 
So then we have to cultivate loving kindness, compassion, acceptance, letting go, impermanence. You know, all those wonderful qualities day by day when we are practicing meditation, it, those are getting better in our life when we are practicing meditation. Even you are practicing meditation 50 years, those qualities are not getting better in your life. Your meditation is not working. So you have to find something else to do. Okay? So today I am going to focus on developing loving kindness. Developing loving kindness, very common word. When I, you know, say that word, everybody say, oh, I know loving kindness, right? I did the loving kindness meditation in the beginning. Very simple uh, loving kindness meditation I did in the beginning. So people may say, oh, I know loving kindness practice. I always do. So I have many experiences about this practicing loving kindness meditation. So in the beginning of my journey here in uh, Illinois, uh, near Chicago, I was teaching our temple here uh, meditation. I'm so new to the country, so new to the community, especially, you know, the Western community. Uh, I don't know what to do. I was uh, teaching meditation uh, in the beginning, like a breathing meditation and mindfulness meditation, most of the time people call. So after a few months later, I was kind of watching and observing people, and they are happy, they are laughing, they are enjoying as a community, but my heart always telling me something, maybe something wrong. They are not doing right. I don't know. I felt something not right. Even they are smiling. So one day what I did, I separated all the people like individual. I gave each person like 10-15 minutes to talk to me uh, in a quiet place. Now as a group, they are smiling. But individual level, when I'm sitting and listening to them, I said, always I'm talking, today you talk to me. So then they are talking to me, they are telling their childhood experiences, their life, you know, their work situation, their families. They're always talking about themselves. Most of people, 99% people I talk, individual level, they were emotionally crying and sad and angry, disappointment. All those negative emotions came out, right? So after listening to these 15, 20 people, what I realized, no matter what, no matter who we are, we are carrying self-hatred and anger. Okay? We all are carrying self-hatred and anger. So then I thought my job as a Buddhist monk, teach them how to heal these wounded minds. You know, even they are, as a group, they are smiling, individual level they are angry. Then I experienced, I was thinking, these people are smiling. Even they have difficulties and problems, they are always smiling. Then I was thinking to myself, if they, can, if they can smile, that means tiny little Buddha inside them. Tiny little Buddha inside them. There is a possibility for these people to change themselves. Then I thought, I'm going to change it. I'm so into that. One Saturday morning, I came to the meditation cushion here in this place. And I said to people, hey, my friend, today I'm going to change the meditation technique, what I'm teaching last, you know, few months. You know, America is a very excited nation. They were so excited, something new, oh my God, new meditation, they are so excited. They don't know what is coming anyway. So I said, okay, close your mind, you know, close your eyes and, you know, repeat to yourself, I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful. May all beings be well, happy. What I did today, I asked them to do. So they did it like 20, 30 minutes. End of the meditation, I asked, how do you like it? In the beginning, they were excited. Now they are not. They are looking at me. Some people say, it is okay. That means it is not okay. Some people said, it is difficult. I know it is difficult. So many people made the comments. I know one of my friends, she is practicing with me long time. Always she come to a Saturday morning meditation, Starbucks, having a Starbucks for me, and she was sitting in front of me. She's a happy woman, always joking, looking at me. I asked, hey, my friend, how do you like it? Then right away she said, I hate loving-kindness meditation. That's what she said. I hate loving-kindness meditation. I was thinking, she's joking. 
but I can see her face, she's angry. I ask, why you hate loving-kindness meditation? Whatever you said doesn't work. It is impossible. I can practice loving-kindness for the world and the people. I can be compassionate. But you are asking me to practice loving-kindness for myself. She said, according to my religious background, according to my cultural background, self-loving-kindness is not acceptable. It is not accepting. It is selfish, Bhante. So whatever you said to practice self-love, I am not agreeing with you. I cannot do it. Then I felt, looking at her straight, I felt something not right. Then I said, look at me. Let me ask this. Why I am so compassionate to help this woman. I said, now you want to give me a gift. You want to give me a gift. Now think to yourself, you are giving me a gift today. After you give me a gift, what is your expectation? I asked that woman, what is your expectation? Then she said, I want to hear thank you. Appreciation. Then I said to her, okay, if I don't say thank you to you, how do you feel? How do you like it? Then she said, she was angry anyway. She said, it means you are a terrible Buddhist monk. I said, thank you, I can handle it. I can handle it. So then I asked her, giving this gift to this monk, are you practicing loving-kindness for this monk? Then she said, that's why I spend my money. Then I said, no, you are not practicing loving-kindness for me. You are the most selfish person in the world. I know it is hurtful. I said, you are the most selfish person in the world. Then I explained to her, if you want to give me a gift or one gift or ten gift, it doesn't matter. After I receive it, that's my job to say thank you and appreciate. If you have expectation to receive it yet, you are emotionally holding it. You didn't let it go. That means now if you give it to me, it is mine. If I don't say thank you to you, that's my practice I had to focus on. If you have expectation to hear, that's your problem. That means who is selfish? I ask her again, you are the selfish one. So that's not loving kindness. So when I say you are the selfish one, she didn't like it. Who likes it? She got so upset. She grabbed her purse, get up and yelled at me, you are not the loving kindness monk. You are not compassionate person. I never come to this meditation group again. She left. But I was totally fine. Because I know my intention. I care about her. She left. Then I was, you know, finishing my class. I was telling my students. When I was in Australia, I was waiting somebody come and pick me. You know, I was waiting in the roadside, at the roadside. And one, you know, one person walking by me and throw me 20 bucks. Okay, 20 bucks. And so, I just saw that 20 bucks. Then I realized somebody made the donation. So now think that you are sitting outside summer day and somebody throw you 10 bar. How do you feel? You feel embarrassed. You look like a homeless or something. So when I see that 20 bar, I was so happy. I got a donation, right? That's a wonderful thing. And so I'm a monk. I'm so used to it. And then I thought, it's a gift. What I had to do now, say thank you. I was looking at that person. He didn't wait for my thank you. He just walked away. He's a young man, I can see. Then that moment I was thinking, that is the best gift I ever received. Why? Nobody, you know, waiting for something return. How beautiful. That's the best gift. So I shared all those wisdom with people. People were so happy, then they left. The meditation class is over. The story is not finished yet. Okay? This is a very interesting story, power of loving kindness. Okay? And so then I went home. In the evening, I got a long email from that lady. You are a bad monk, unkind, I don't like you, you hurt my feeling in front of all the people, how come you are compassionate, you know, call yourself compassionate person, you are not she making a big complaint about me. Then I send a very nice kind email, I am very sorry if I hurt your feeling, but without practicing self-love, there is no loving kindness for the world. That's it, I am not going to change my statement. So then she sent me another email, angry one. No, you are wrong. It is um, selfish if you are doing that. 
I don't want to do that. I'm not agree with your teaching. I said, no, my friend, this is very important part in your spiritual journey, taking care of yourself before you taking care of other people. So now she keeps sending me negative, angry emails. After a few emails, I felt now she's pushing my buttons. Okay, this is very important teaching. When somebody practices loving kindness, even I am loving and kind, compassionate person, if people doing the same negative thing again and again, loving kindness is not foolishness. Then I am always reminding my student, even you are practicing loving kindness, be a cobra. What cobra does when somebody touch cobra? Cobra say, like a hissing. Be a cobra, but be a cobra, don't bite. Hiss, don't bite, right? Without poison. So even you are practicing loving kindness, if somebody try to use you, doing the same negative thing again and again, please hiss, but don't bite, without poison. So then I was kind of hiss. I said, okay, if you want to write an email, please do for me, And but I am not engaged, I am not writing. And so I'm not replying to you. Then she was keep sending me emails and keep deleting. I don't know what she was writing. So a few months later, I got a long email, another email from her. Subject line says, Bhante, please be kind. Read my email. I thought, okay, I'm going to read it today. Then I opened that email. I was crying. I had tears. This is the story. I call wounded mind. Bhante, when I was 10 years old, I used to live in Los Angeles with my mother. My mother is a single woman, drug addict and alcoholic. When I was 10 years old, you know, I used to live with her. She was abusing me. She doesn't know what she was doing. And she was so angry. I don't have any relatives. You know, the way I raise my life, you know, the way I live my life, so miserable. When I was a teenager, myself and my mother moved to Illinois. So right after I turned into 18, I left my mother. I don't have any connection with my mother. So today is my 40th birthday. 18 to 40, she didn't have a connection with the mother. Okay? So now they were separated. But she was, you know, she has that Buddha nature in her, as I said, because she has that beautiful heart. So she was thinking, I want to find a way. Then she engaged to this church before the temple, do the homeless people, helping homeless people. She always helping homeless people. So then she said, you know, I'm always compassionate for the hom homeless people. That means I was practicing loving kindness for the world, but I don't want to be selfish. One day, Bhante, when I come to the church, I saw a little sign outside. It says, meditation group with Bhante Sujata. Then I was thinking, this is the best place for me to relax my mind and body. See, now people come into meditation not to get the wisdom. They want to relax. She came to meditation also to relax her body and mind. Then she was telling me, Bhante, you are a great teacher. I had a little fun with you and so entertaining, so joyful. I really experienced that relaxation, uh, you know, relaxation meditation while I'm around you. I had a good time. The day you start to talk about self-healing, that is a little poke, right? This is a poke. I don't like it because I want to be angry with my mother. I want to do something. I want to take a revenge for my mother. Today, my 40th birthday, I realize I'm so grateful to you. Thank you so much for giving me a hard time. I'm so grateful I realize I'm wrong. I'm carrying this anger last 30 years. Rest of my life, I don't want to take this into my life. I want to die happily. So today, tonight, my 40th birthday, I'm going to make my own birthday gift. I am ready to let go this anger. The word she used, I am ready to surrender. I am ready to surrender. Bhante, right after I let go, I felt so much love towards myself and release and relief. And also I felt so much love towards my mother.
end of the email she said something amazing to me i never forget that if my mother knows better she never do this how beautiful it is if my mother knows better she never do this she got the wisdom then i send a nice email to her my friend you got it i'm so happy for you continue your practice i didn't ask her to come back to the temple that's not my job if she wants to come she will come so i continue my classes here at the temple one day i saw like today is novi day in chicago handicap access door open i saw elderly woman using a walker try to walk into the meditation hall i thought i am going to help her i hold the door then she was coming in i was look, looking outside then i saw somebody coming from her car i recognized that person that is the daughter daughter go and found the mother reunited mother and daughter they talked to each other what she did she took mother to the temple to meditate so then mother practiced with me 3 years and she's most wonderful loving human being in the world i call her grandma she called me three times per day to make sure what i'm eating finally she learned how to chant with me then one day she came to me and said mother bante day i am dying i wish i hope you can be present in front of me i said i promise actually she is a very lucky woman day she was dying in the nursing home i was there i was chanting for her but she cannot respond okay she cannot respond but while i am doing the, my chanting i was looking at her i saw all the tears going down that means she can hear okay she can hear but she cannot respond most powerful thing happened end of my chanting the moment i stop my chanting she is world so that's how she loved this world how powerful this message that's why i am telling this story all the time to my friends my student loving kindness is the most self loving kindness is the most powerful meditation technique in the world to heal your heart and spirit then definitely you can heal the world so now modern world there's a place for you to understand loving kindness you know the easily you can understand in the modern world when you getting to a airplane before we take off they give us a safety instructions one of them is put your oxygen mask first before you assist other person now think about that that's what buddha said 2600 years ago 2600 years ago Buddha said put your oxygen mask first before you assist other person now modern world using the modern words they are using buddha's word actually we have give credit to the buddha in the airplane so buddha said love yourself first before you love others that's what buddha said the same thing so now you can understand what is the power of self love so therefore i am asking you every day repeat to yourself i am well i am happy i am peaceful i am well i am happy i am peaceful i am well i am happy i am peaceful no need to have a place no need to sit down no need to have a cushion no need to go to a temple no need to do other things while you are li- living your while you are doing things every day you can practice this loving kindness best place to practice loving kindness while you are driving somebody cut you off how you behave that is the best place you can practice self love then you can see patient how much patient you have okay so now think to yourself now you are keep practicing this loving kindness meditation every day what will happen one of my student she passed away uh, recently she came to me and said bante i am repeating those three words every day like more than 1000 times still i get angry no that's what she said she's so funny she said i'm still i get angry then i said fake it until you make it fake it until you make it in the beginning it is so fake but it is okay but when you are keep repeating it every time then you understand the depth of the each word 
then your practice getting better, getting better. So now think about, now you are keep practicing this self-love every single day, what will happen? I want to say this, when you get angry, what will happen to you? Your physical body will change, your facial muscles will change, you are mumbling, you become reddish, right? Those things will happen. So every time when you get angry, your loved ones, your friends, your family come to you and say, oh, you look so beautiful. <laughs> Nobody say when you are angry, you look so beautiful. You look like a demon. That's what people say. People don't like to live around angry person, angry husband or angry wife, angry child. It's so difficult. People are not beautiful when they are angry. Okay? Now think about somebody so loving and caring. People love to be connected to, with that person. That is the power of love. So, every time when you get angry, what will happen physically? You are poisoning your blood. Every time when you are angry, you are poisoning, you poisoning your blood. Then that poisoned blood going all over your bloodstream. Then definitely you get lots of physical difficulties because of that. I call this self-loving kindness meditation is a natural remedy. Why I am telling these things? I practice last many years. I receive benefit from it. I know it is guaranteed this will work. This will work. So now think about if you have poisoned blood all your bloodstream, you have lots of physical problems. Now think about opposite of that. Every day you are practicing loving kindness. That means you are giving good energy to your bloodstream. Good energy to your bloodstream. There is a research done in one of the universities here in the United States. So they did the research with the Buddhist monk, put all the wires to a Buddhist monk head, asked him to practice self-compassion meditation. What they found, when somebody practicing self-compassion meditation, boosting their immune system, boosting their immune system. Now think about 2000, 2000 years ago, more than 2000 years ago, what Buddha said, now modern world people find in the labs, what Buddha said. Buddha realized those things practicing meditation. So boosting their immune system. So when you are practicing loving kindness. So another thing I experience when we are practicing loving kindness, that's the one of the benefit of the loving kindness, your face becomes so beautiful and serene. Your face becomes so serene. Then you are smiling a lot. You are smiling a lot. The research found when somebody practicing self-loving kindness, 300 facial muscles are stimulating. That means that person smiling lot. How powerful, right? No need to pay for this. No need to pay for this whole thing. So it is very simple, you can understand. That means you are the little Buddha. You are the little Buddha. You have this power inside you. Definitely you can practice, you can gain this wisdom. So, now I want to let you know how I did it. How I did it. So, I became a monk age 11. Actually, even I became a monk, I was an angry little monk. Can you believe I was an angry little monk? Always I angry. I always making troubles in the school. I always fighting with my brother monks. All the confusion in the school. Lots of negative things happen. You know, I got lots of punishment because of my aggressive nature. They know me really well. So one day, because of um, one of my uh, aggressive nature, uh, one of my teachers gave me a punishment. What is the punishment? I had to sitting in front of the temple, I had to chant loving-kindness mantra. So, for example, I say, I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful, may all living beings be well, happy and peaceful. I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's a punishment. I had to say loudly in front of the temple, then my teacher can hear it. So I keep repeating, keep repeating, keep repeating. The young monk, or the brother monk, I don't like that time, I hate him that time. And uh, he's walking by and teasing. Why? I am punished. Then I am saying, 
I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful. May all beings be well, happy and peaceful. I hate you. I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful. May all living beings be well, happy and peaceful. I hate you. That's how I practice loving kindness. Believe me. Right? I don't know what I did. I fake it many years. Now, my 50s, now I think this loving kindness is my life insurance. This loving kindness is my life insurance. Every blood cells, everywhere in my body, every muscles, I have this loving kindness. This is my healing. This is my security. This is my noble friend. This is the power I have practicing loving kindness. So I'm telling my dear noble friends, please consider taking care of yourself. The world we live is too big for you to handle. The world is too big for you to handle. You cannot take care of the whole world. world is too big. But your inner world is a perfect size. Your inner world is a perfect size. I know today I saw um, thousands, um, over thousand people attending. I saw before I start the class, over thousand people, uh, 1200 actually I saw. Now think about even thousand people in this live class get this message of self-caring, self-love, taking care of yourself. If you are keep doing this practice, Every single single day, thousand people, how much it will affect to this outer world. It will affect to the outer world. That means you are the Buddha, you are the Jesus, you are the God. You have this power to change the world. If you really want to change the world, this is it. Practicing taking care of self-love. When you are taking care of self-love, there are two ways to do it. One is physical loving-kindness, other one is mental loving-kindness. So, sometime in the spiritual world, I can see two, these two things always bouncing back and forth, it is not balanced. Some people are so into physical loving-kindness, healthy eating, exercise, vitamins, and doing everything to taking care of this body, but totally neglecting their mind. Okay? One group of people. There's another group of people, they are so into their mental practice, then totally neglecting their physical practice. It is called imbalance. Your practice is imbalanced. So what I'm asking, if you are practicing self-love, you are eating good food, you are exercising, whatever you are doing to maintain this body, it is a part of self-loving kindness practice. If you are taking care of your thoughts, emotions, feelings, all those things, that is your mental loving-kindness practice. Therefore, try to balance these two practices. Okay? If you don't do that, it will be so difficult for you to live in this world. Now think about, if you are practicing, it will affect into the world. Now, for example, Buddha used to live almost 3,000 years ago. Now, Today, I'm in front of this, you know, behind me, you can see this beautiful Buddha, the symbol of peace, symbol of compassion. Under, sitting bottom of him, I'm teaching you loving-kindness meditation. These are not my words. I know I practice, but these are Buddha's words. Buddha's wisdom I'm sharing with you today. Three thousand years ago, he shared this wisdom with us. Now think about, right now, how many thousands of millions of people in this world, name of the Buddha, practicing self-love, taking care of themselves, practicing meditation, and healing their wounded mind and heart. Whatever, one human being, 3,000 years ago, what he did to his own mind, still we have effect. How powerful that still we have effect. Three thousand years later, still we have effect of that power, of one human mind's, human being's mind. Now, other part I can say, seventy-five years ago, Hitler, seventy-five years ago, Hitler, now what happened? 
when I experience, when I go to Europe, I meet some people, even in the United States, because of his negative activities, still people are affected by that. So many people I meet. So many people I meet. One day, there was a hundred years old man, I go to his house, he came from the Eastern European countries, to United States, he was a professor in the one of the famous universities here. He was 100 years old, he passed away. I go to his house to teach meditation, wife and husband. One day, when I go there, he was kind of sitting like this. He's always happy, but that day he wasn't happy. I asked, Joe, how are you doing? How are you doing? He didn't talk to me. I asked wife, what is happening here? Why is not talking today? Then he is looking at me and he said, I hate that person, I hate that person. I asked, who? Then he said, you know, wife said, Bhante is talking about Hitler. He has a lots of wounded mind. Seventy-five years later, this man was carrying this somebody's hatred mind. Why it is affecting the world. One day, another story here at the temple, there was a young man coming to meditation. He was so into meditation practice. Usually I'm very rarely giving a physical gift to people because I'm giving the best gift to the world. Then I thought encouraging this teenager, I want to give him something. I wrap a little tiny Buddha statue somebody gave me from Japan or somewhere and I gave it to him. He opened the gift. I was thinking he is going to be excited. He was a very nice, kind young man. He opened the gift looking at it, opened his eyes and said, I don't like it, I don't like it. He's almost thrown to me. I asked, why? You don't like the Buddha? No, I like the Buddha. I like the Buddha. But not this Buddha. I don't like this Buddha. I asked, why? You like the Buddha? Why you don't like this Buddha? Then he said, look what he has in his, in, on his chest. What he has on his chest. Then I was thinking, I was looking at his, there's a little swastika. There's a little swastika. Swastika is a symbol of peace in the Eastern culture. Symbol of peace in this culture. Even my horoscope, you know, this cultural thing, my mother made the horoscope after I born. Top of my horoscope is, is still I can see in Sanskrit language, swasti siddham. Swasti siddham. It means peace be upon you. You know, it's a blessing chant. Swasti means blessing. So that's how I know in Sanskrit. But when this, you know, little boy, when he see that swastika, he hate it. Why? Then he said, Bhante, this is not the peace symbol, this is the killer symbol. He said, it's a killer symbol. I don't like it. Then I was kind of surprised, I never heard that before. We Google it. Almost similar. It is going the other direction but look similar. Now think about that wounded mind. Even this teenager, like 15 years, 13 years old, actually, he doesn't like Hitler. Why? He has some information stored in his mind. 75 years ago, this man did lots of killing, lots of negative things. So that means now you have a choice. You have a choice. You are going to be a negative person or you are going to be a Buddha. It's totally up to you. I already choose my path. I'm totally 100% fulfilled and happy in this journey. It's very clear. No doubts. No, I have difficulties but no doubts. Very clear about this journey. I'm asking you, my friend, today, please take care of yourself. Repeat those three words, I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful. I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful. So I'm asking you, however, you can contact me if you want to ask more questions. Again, I really appreciate what you did today with me and sitting and practicing meditation with me. Again, I have to follow the guidelines. You know, if you are making any contribution, always helping mothers and the babies, because I donated 22 incubators and uh, teaching 300 pregnant mothers every year how to 
meditate. You know, they are practicing meditation, saying that, you know, the well, happy and peaceful chant and rubbing the big belly. Can you believe 300 mothers in the same time practicing loving-kindness meditation is so powerful. I think love is a word, you know, until you put into action. Otherwise, it's an empty sound. Loving-kindness is an empty sound until you put into practice. So that's why I am doing this project in my life. As a monk, I don't want so many things. I have a simple life, basic needs, but being a monk, practicing myself, practicing loving-kindness, I know spiritually I can help thousands of millions of people in the world. And same time, I always feel I'm so sensitive to others' pain and difficulty, especially mothers and the babies. That's why I'm doing this project last 20 years. I'm so grateful for your donation. If you have any thoughts, and I know I didn't read all the comments, because while I'm talking, it's very difficult to read the comments. So then I cannot focus. So thank you so much. Any other question? Now I can read a little comments. Yes, definitely I will do, uh, Diana, definitely I will do another class. Thank you, Anne. Thank you so much. And Maria, thank you. Sue, thank you, thank you. Tara, thank you. Gratitude. Thank you, everybody. So beautiful. I know so many people. I'm so mindfully excited today for this class because this is the first time I was a little nervous because I was thinking things may be going wrong. Then I thought I'm going to accept that too. But it's worked perfectly. It was perfectly. I'm so happy. Definitely I'm thinking maybe I can organize like a weekly class. That's what I'm thinking because it's a great tool. And wherever I am, I'm traveling all over the world. I was in Sri Lanka. I just returned to the United States. Now next week, um, I'm going to, you know, Monday, I'm going to Las Vegas for a few days because I have a few uh, speaking engagement. If you are in Las Vegas, uh, you can, you know, visit me and join to my classes. And um, yes, I I'm planning to do that. I'm really happy and excited about this uh, Inside Time Alive. And so, oh my God, lots of comments going so fast. Even I cannot read all of them. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Thank you. I hope one day you all, we can meet and we can practice together somewhere in this world. And um, until then, keep practicing loving kindness, okay? And um, that's the best thing to do. Yeah, wow. Oh my God, lots of good comments. That's great. Yeah. Okay, in the last two minutes, I'm going to chant for you all, giving blessing to all of you. Please receive my blessing, okay? This is called the loving kindness and healing chant. <clears throat> Mit sayudantang Girimikalang udit ghor Sasen marang Dana didam vidina jitwa munindo tante jasa bhavatute Jayamangalani Nalagiring gajavarang Atimantabhutang Davangichangkamasaniva Sudarunantang Metambusek vidhina 
जितवा तांते जसा भाव तुते जाय मे यू बी वेल मे यू बी हैप्पी मे यू बी पीसफुल थैंक यू वेरी मच ऑल द ब्लेसिंग्स थैंक यू एवरीबॉडी थैंक यू सो मच होप टू टॉक टू यू सोन आई विल स्केड्यूल इट अगेन अदर क्लास वी हैव फ्यू सेकंड्स थैंक यू सो यू कैन लिसन टू माई गाइडेड मेडिटेशन ऑन इन साइड टाइम so please listen to them too there are lots of uh, different uh, meditation practices okay thank you thank you for the blessings